Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Good to see you. Hello, Gordon Hodgson's in the house. Um, good. Uh, well, um, welcome to the show. It's called Rich Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. It's number something. Uh, this is the second last Monday. There's eight to go, including this one. That's all I care about. It's nearly over. It isn't. There's so many more to do. Uh, and uh, all the cool kids are calling it Rehef. Yeah, well, I thought there might be less cool kids in today because I thought some you might have come to see Al Murray, but no, they haven't. So Al Murray is here. Uh, later on, some of you will be able to. Uh, <laughs> he's rubbish, and he's not a draw. Fucking idiot. Uh, useless. Uh, so uh, the, later on, there's going to be a competition. I'll go through that now because I forget. You can win a copy of Simon Donald's Comic to Comic, which has just come out. He's just got these. Uh, no, you can't get these in the shop. You can only get it from GoFasterStripe.com, as is true of also. Uh, uh, the complete pumpkin as it occurs to me uh, someone's going to win a four back to the wine voucher sorry if people left handed people have been coming hoping to win the left handed prize those are through now very whole room full of left where am I where's my gadget prize this is now back to uh, nakedwines.com you can win a 40 pounds of wine that's perked you up isn't it there's, I'm also giving away a copy of uh, Hitler Moustache also available from gofasterstripe.com uh, with a bonus third disc you can't get in the shops. It's amazing. And there's tickets to see Stephen Carlin and uh, also uh, Raymond Meehan. Uh, so that is brilliant. We've got a fantastic show ahead. Um, uh, the reviews are kind of coming out thick and fast. I I've, I've still haven't got my rainbow. I've only got two to five so far um, in my, for my other show. This show's got uh, three and four star reviews, which is very nice. Um, but I was, um, I was delighted to hear backstage that Alan Cochran uh, got a review in The Scotsman uh, today, which said it was the funniest show he'd seen in Edinburgh for a decade. Three stars. Uh, so uh, they're very, very high expectations. They have. Don't get. Don't look out for that reviewer coming in. Because fucking. Hell. Uh, so that's that's really amazing. Um, we've got. Uh, I've got Libya's all kind of kicking off, and it? it's going. Is anything? I mean, probably. I'm not even up to date on that. Probably the people at home will know more about it when they're listening to this uh, later on today. Uh, but it's a very exciting kind of Colonel Gaddafi down on, on his way out. But what I quite like is on Twitter, there'll always be someone sort of going, actually, uh, it's NATO oppressors uh, coming in here and Colonel Gaddafi is good. Uh, which I think it's all well and good. I think it's good to be cynical about it because I don't think it's great that the, you know, all the other countries are going in taking people out. But also, if you've got... It's like a sixth form. You go, I've realised that my own country isn't necessarily telling the truth, so I'm going to support the opposing side. <laughs> It's fucking Colonel Gaddafi, <laughs> who is claiming that, the, that NATO are linked with Al-Qaeda to take over the country. That is not happening. And NATO have not got together with Al-Qaeda to bring down Colonel Gaddafi. So uh, you have to have a sense of perspective about it. I think we have to be glad that uh, Colonel Gaddafi's gone, even though it's not, uh, well, if he's going. Uh, and, uh, but it's good to see David Cameron has had to come back from holiday again. He's just constantly... <laughs> Well, I, mean, I think I'd have looked at the weekend, I'd have looked at the news and gone, maybe I won't go on holiday now, because <laughs> there's some stuff going on still. It's like, gone, yeah, sorted the riots out, that's sorted. They've all gone to prison now. I'll go on holiday, go to Cornwall. And he's had to come back again. <laughs> it's just awful. I mean, it's like, it really feels like revolutionary France at the moment. <laughs> he's going to let them eat cake, so it's good to see him uh, having his go. Well, let's have, a, let's have a look and see who's here. What's your name, madam? Kate, have you been to see the podcast shows before? Have you? Yeah, I thought I recognised you. And uh, what do you do for a living? A you're a project manager. So it's like you're at school and uh, you're doing what's the project on the, the creation of the police force or something and then you have to 
stick all the pictures in a folder. That's your job. It's amazing. When I did projects at school, I just thought, well, no, this isn't going to help me in the real world. But there's a job, is it? The way you can... Which was... What's, what project do you work? Are you managing at the moment? It's the University of Reading. Oh, yeah. It's a, the University of Reading providing training for people in the food industry. Yeah. What kind of training do they require? <laughs> Get the food. So give it to the people. Take the money. That's pretty much it. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have said that first. Have you washed your oh, shit. <laughs> That's good. Well, you, do you enjoy that? Is that going to want to do that for the rest? Of, when you were a child, did you think, what I want to be when I grow up <laughs> is a project manager for a thing about the food? No. What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, scientist. scientist. Oh. What's your favourite uh, bit of science? <laughs> it's the, what would you? What science? What scientific thing would you have gone into if you'd? Well, I did. What? Did a PhD in biochemistry. Yeah. What? And why? How did you get into project managing after that? You got bored of it. Biochemistry. That's like biology and chemistry together, right? So that just chucking acid onto animals and stuff. <laughs> See what happens. That's nice. And what, is this your young man? Yeah, your husband. Yeah. Oh, you've done quite well for yourself, haven't you? What's your name? I mean, he's done quite well. I make that clear. He's a geeky. I'm not fan. I don't fancy him. He looks like fucking Elvis Costello. What's what's your what's your name? I'm John. John. What do, what do you do? Do you work in the uh, project managing area? You're an accountant, second one. I've got. I haven't talked to that many people. Fan, I've got a lot of fans in accounts. It's because my, my show's very mathematical, my other show. this. Have you been to see What Is Love anyway yet? Yeah, There's a lot of maths in it, isn't it. Did you enjoy that? My favourite bit is where I get a laugh for the phrase exponential mathematics. That gets the biggest laugh. You wouldn't think that would get the biggest laugh. <laughs> exponential mathematics, but there's a lot of nerds in my audience. Uh, what's, the, what's your favourite sum you've ever done? <laughs> Pi R squared, that's good. That's to find out the circumference of a circle. The area. Yeah, oh, shut up. <laughs> I've got two, two A-levels in maths. I've got two A-levels. I can't remember any of it. Can you, uh, can you do differentiation and uh, all that shit? The, right. it, calculus, that's what it's called, isn't it? That's, fuck, I wake up in the middle of the night about in a cold sweat about calculus, which I used to be able to do and now can't. Anyone do calculus? X squared, what's the calculus? What's differentiate X squared? 2X, yeah, that was quite an easy one. <laughs> I, c I could have done that one. I, well, I would have, I'd have made a guess. It's the other way. What's the other, what's the other way round you do it when you go about integration? Uh, so we're learning about maths today. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Having some fun. I'm fucking amazingly perky. I can't believe I don't think I've ever been this perky on the... Uh, on the fi well, not the, quite the final Monday. We're down to... Stop fucking having a drink, Gordon. What are you doing? Thirsty. Fucking... Where have you been all this time? You used to come to all the podcasts. Is this your first one? You've been working? Yeah. Fucking idiot. You're taking a sickie. I need your ten pounds a day. That's what I was banking. I thought, well, there's, you know, there's ten pounds from Gordon. You working at the in the Green Party? No, I was working at the um, student awards agency. For Scotland. You are working the student awards agency for Scotland? That's not a fucking job. You could have come. <laughs> you could have taken the lunch time, long lunch off of that, can you? I'm just going out to uh, just check that the students are doing what like, they said they were doing to get the award. Yeah, you make me sick. Why are you hanging hanging around with students? You disgust me. I know what you. That's why you quit. <laughs> so you've quit the job. Yeah. So you could come to see this. <laughs> no, not exactly that. But part <laughs> only 80% that. Well, it's good to have you back. Um, have you, you, you're married, Gordon. I am. Yeah, was, I see an empty seat beside you. She's afraid to come along. <laughs> oh, that's I'd nice. Like I'd like to see the woman who would marry you. <laughs> uh, 
I reckon she's imaginary is my main, my main feeling. And there's an empty seat there. They just, there's a, did you buy a ticket for her? You pay, have you paid for that seat? <laughs> She's having coffee with an imaginary girlfriend. That's good. My, my imaginary girlfriend. Very good. Uh, what was I saying? Something interesting before. Oh, it's gone. Oh, well, so something about maths. That was ages ago. I can't keep up. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I was just saying I was quite perky because this is that. After I've done this, then I'm literally down to the last performance per day. That's a very exciting day in Edinburgh. That tonight's show will be the last Monday, and then tomorrow's will be the last Tuesday. But I've got another Monday of this. Next Monday, Adam Buxton will be in the house. So that's worth coming down for. Uh, we've got, tomorrow is, I'll do this while I remember, Dave Fulton. Uh, it was meant to be Fred McCauley, but he, he forgot he was playing pro-celebrity golf. <laughs> prick, prick. I'm glad he's not coming. Uh, and Wednesday, I'm a Jalili. So, uh, and Sunday, uh, Izzy Sooty. I'm doing it all in a different order. Thursday, Paul Provenza, who, uh, d who directed The Aristocrats. Seen that film? Yeah, no? Okay, well, that's not going to be very interesting for anyone then. <laughs> <laughs> and Friday and Saturday, Stuart Lee keeps on te keeps texting me, and like he's just teasing, he's just playing, he's teasing. He goes, what time is it? The last text he came back was, what time is it on? And I told him, hasn't texted back yet. He's just <laughs> so I'm keep I'm keeping that Friday and Saturday free uh, for Stuart Lee not to be here. I think is my guess. But hey, it might be worth buying a ticket just in case, because the minute it gets announced, it's going to sell out. So why don't you all buy tickets for Friday and Saturday anyway, and then see some loser who. <laughs> He's come to promote their show on the last weekend. Fucking idiots. What's, what's, what's Adam Buxton thinking doing the Monday? What an idiot. <laughs> I don't know if he's on on Monday. Anyway, look, let's get, let's get on with the show. Uh, we've got a fantastic guest who's going to be uh, amazing value. He's not in character. He's the real person we're going to see. We're not going to see the pub landlord because there is a very different... In real life, Alma is a lot more right-wing and racist than that. <laughs> we're going to see some very unpleasant... Very unpleasant things. And I can only apologise. The views of my guests are not necessarily held by me. Uh, but we <laughs> please welcome... Though I agree with him about the extreme racism. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm racist against white people. Interesting that you assumed I was racist against black people. Racists. <laughs> so, uh, will you please welcome the incredible Al Murray. It's Al Murray, ladies and gentlemen. Talking. You're talking backstage to Martin Moore, who's a good man to talk to. How are you doing, Al? I'm very well. Hello, you everyone. Look, you look perky. I'm, am I? Yeah, you're looking quite good for it. You know, it's the last, well, second last Monday of Edinburgh. Maybe your last Monday. You're doing the final Monday? Uh, no, no. No, so this is your, this, yeah, this is your last yeah. Monday. Yeah. L last year, I remember feeling at this stage of the, of the festival that I just wanted to die. I wanted to go home. My, my girlfriend had gone home like a yeah. week and a half before and I was just like really lonely and the, it seemed to be dragging on and every day seemed to be Monday, <laughs> the Monday of third <laughs> week. I'd go in and go, it can't be Monday of third week again. Uh, but it was every single day. So you're still, you're still, you're still, you're still, <laughs> it's like I was stuck in a loop. It was a Groundhog Day, which this is very like. So you're still enjoying this year? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm really, really uh, enjoying it. Good. Because yeah. what are you up to? What's, what's the show? Well, we're doing the Compete for the Meat pub quiz thing at four o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and they win a frozen, it's supposed to be a Christmas special every day. Um, but we can't get turkey, so they <laughs> <laughs> we simply didn't think it through. There must we, still I be said, turkey. I said, I said, this will be really great. We'll have carols, we'll have, <laughs> we'll, and we've got crackers and everything. Yeah. We've, we've, dre we've dressed it all for Christmas, the whole thing, and the poster says, win a frozen turkey, <laughs> and you can't get a fucking turkey. At all. There must, there must there, be turkey. No, there are no turkeys. <laughs> you can get that sort of tube of turkey meat. Right, yeah, nice. <laughs> 
a lady shaking her head there in the yeah. second row, very and upset and like, by and that idea. And it's it's white, like um, like it's magnolia white tube yeah. of uh, turkey meat. <laughs> and even though obviously the idea with with the show actually is that the prize is a bit shonky, we can't do that. Can't. <laughs> and the runners up get this fourteen sausage slice loaf of Scottish sausage, which yeah, is nice. Not not twenty five percent meat, not twenty percent meat, but twenty three percent meat. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, I mean, we, we, you know, we say if a vegetarian wins, they can throw four slices away. <laughs> Is it not a bit inconvenient to be winning a frozen chicken in, in Edinburgh anyway? Do people shut? Do people like? <laughs> look, we are. Look, look, what you're doing there is we're doing something stupid. Deliberately on purpose, yeah. And you're pointing that out. Okay, I know. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder you might be spreading botulism or something. No, no. But I've been arguing. No, no, I've been arguing this for because we we started doing this quiz last summer where they win a frozen chicken, and then we did the TV show where they win a frozen chicken. And I actually had people on Twitter going, "Why are they winning a frozen chicken?" I mean, I've done the tone there, but you could tell from the tweet they're going, "What is this? Why a frozen chicken?" I go, "Because it's stupid." I'm a comedian. <laughs> We're fucking about, you know. And that isn't a good enough answer for some people. <laughs> I want to win a million pounds. Well, you can't. We haven't got it. <laughs> I've got it. A chicken's got it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, anyway. Uh, that's a nice story. Uh, <laughs> Never get married. That's my, that's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, you're quite wrong. It's never get divorced. <laughs> Kill them. Kill, kill, kill yeah. them. If kill, you're fed up, kill them. Kill That's them. The, kill them. That's kill the, them. That With a frozen the, chicken, uh, yeah. and then you eat the frozen chicken, yeah, like right. Roald Dahl story. Tells the, so expected, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was good. a leg of lamb, you though, make, it? You, it was. You make the police eat the leg of lamb. The That's second right. time Roald Dahl has come up during this long time, we talked about Switch, but you remember the Switch bitch yeah, story? Yeah. Where people yeah. Just the cover of that book would give you a hard on It was. It was, very, <laughs> it was very exciting. It was no female unit, but it was pretty exciting. It was no naked. It was no naked. the female unit <laughs> Did you enjoy uh, that? Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, my the dad was going female. The female unit. The cover of the female unit was uh, like uh, just a naked torso of woman, no arms, no legs, no head, just the good bits. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that Jermaine Greer. Little, she, little did Jermaine yeah, Greer realise yeah. what she'd done with the cover <laughs> she, of that book. She knew how to get us going. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also Desmond Morris's The Naked Ape. Did yeah, you have yeah, that one? Yeah. And my parents oh, yeah. had that one, which was like on the... Was it... Were they completely naked on the front? On the back, that you saw their bum stuff. Was it, there was, no, it was a mum and dad... Was, there, was it... Yeah, and there was... A, and there, there was, was like, a, and some kids as well, though. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, it was, like it was naked, porn. It was porn. But porn for children. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, You know, we, there we are. We, female eunuch and the naked ape. Uh, yeah. And then my children have the internet. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just a man, a hairy man's <laughs> bum. But they're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah, go on. When, and we also at school had the biology textbook with the naked man and the naked woman. Yeah. Do you remember, and I well, remember a picture of a penis in a vagina. <laughs> no, no, I didn't and have that. It sort of cut through, heart, like, oh, a, nice. like a sort of <laughs> section. <laughs> and if you think about <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to do that, to <laughs> like take that. Yeah, yeah. That's what you had at your posh public school. We didn't have that. Uh, but uh, we, <laughs> I remember being like 11 and thinking, how did that guy... I th remember looking at the man and thinking, well, how could he do that job? How did he get? How, how much would he be paid to stand naked in a textbook? And it, the truth is, thirty pounds probably. When it be a shit, well, well, no. we think he must have been paid no, like no, a million it was, pounds. Well, it was nineteen seventy-one. It would have been four quid. <laughs> yeah. 
four and pounds. he probably wasn't even standing next to the naked lady so he didn't even get that they probably did those in separate shoots they'd have to wouldn't they or there'd be trouble in there couldn't have a mass if he'd had a massive erection <laughs> but maybe they got together like, it's like in love actually they it's get so good to see you again thank you it's, nice, it's good to be here. It's good to hear. It's nice when it kind of shoots off. It shoots off <laughs> the conversation, so to speak. Uh, no, not like that. I accidentally did a brilliant joke. You know my pumpkin joke? You know, I do this joke about yeah. a, a pumpkin full of sperm. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a 12-year-old girl in the audience and I said, that joke's gone over her head and I didn't... I didn't mean... I didn't... Mean, I didn't... It was they have to wear it on their head, so I didn't... But I, I'm accidentally becoming very... I'm like the Tommy of, uh, of stand-up comedy. <laughs> if I just let my senses go, I can just, by sense of smell, I can be you, very, very have funny. Have you just realised this? I just realised... that's. I've done what I've just done. I've, I've known I'm, this since <laughs> 1989. Rich used to have this act. Um, uh, and the, I mean, I met you... I met Rich on my first day at university when and him and Stuart had just got back from... Edinburgh, yeah, eighty-seven, and you'd done the show, and that meant you were like fucking amazing. <laughs> right? they, they, we could not, you could not conceive of people who'd been to the Edinburgh festival <laughs> and done a show to eight people. You didn't tell yeah, anyone that, did you? <laughs> eight if we were lucky. Yeah, really, they came back and they were like, they were like, you, you, I mean, if if there'd been sedan chairs and crowds <laughs> carrying you around aloft. It wouldn't have been a surprise. And yeah. uh, <laughs> massive hit show. We've been to Edinburgh. And, uh, you know, and you, but brilliant PR that no one knew, no one had seen yeah. it. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing times. We, uh, yeah, we said direct from the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, on that's top right. Of direct from the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> we were directly from there. It was yeah. true. Yeah, so I remember seeing you. We had hair then. That was, yeah, uh, I remember I you hair. coming. Yeah. I, I still do have hair, though. Oh, do you? Yeah, no, I do. This is hair. Yeah, it doesn't count. It's, if no, it's, it's a haircut. I mean, I, ass, I need count. someone. No, I need to someone to someone touch my head. Someone verify. Kate, touch. Them. Kate's a scientist. Touches. <laughs> is that hair? Yeah, that's hair. It's yeah. all hair. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all. Is what she said there. What's Good the joke point? People at home. What's the point of anything? <laughs> I've got so very. The chicken's a joke. The hair's real. <laughs> So I remember seeing you carrying drums into... We were rehearsing yeah, right. in the... Yeah, uh, and I brought them in and, and you went... I said, oh, do you do comedy? And he, went, <laughs> he went, yeah, you know, we just... Uh, we're direct from the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> and uh, Stuart and I then forged our permanent relationship, which is that he's in the year above me. <laughs> Even though I think you're older than I'm him. I'm older than him. Yeah. He, he treats me as someone in the year below him. And it has, done, it has done ever since, and it's lovely. Uh, to it's be lo honest, Stu treats everyone I like know, that. I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but I remember you very early on. You did so your first thing that you really did at uh, college before, because the the, the, the um, obviously the pub landlord came yeah. a bit later. Yeah. Was uh, you did like sound, sound effects, effects yeah. which was the amazing thing that with the 1989 Edinburgh yeah. uh, Oxford Review was yeah. all based yeah. on. Yeah. I had this sound effects act. Have anyone any of you seen it? You can YouTube it, and I'm on the word with Nirvana. Are you? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's and why he I killed himself. My, yeah. My, well, yeah. He thought, I'll have it. It was all guns. I'll have, I'll have all a go guns. at that. Yeah. Oh, I, I misunderstood somewhere he how was, it works. He, I used a real gun. I didn't get it. <laughs> he, he, was sort of, he was sort of small and unhappy looking. Yeah. And, uh, and Dave Grohl was sort of goofy and nice. And then there's the other bloke. Yeah, can't uh, remember. But, but I did the sound effects. Was the baby there swimming towards the There was no there. Was swimming he, baby. Was he there? He was my favourite one in the band. <laughs> trying, to, trying to grab the money. 
<laughs> He'll be like that. That baby be like twenty now, won't he? Yeah, should find him. Yeah. <laughs> is he direct from the Edinburgh Fringe? <laughs> How old are you? Eighteen. Oh, you're not the Nirvana baby. Can't be you. Can't be you. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe the Nirvana baby doesn't know it's him. Maybe he drowned <laughs> <laughs> during the shit. <laughs> One more time. Look more desperate for the money. Oh. Well, there's a few different Nirvana babies. It's like Lassie. <laughs> What's that Nirvana baby? <laughs> You've just touched the bottom of the pool. <laughs> Go and do one of your mimes. Do all one right. of your things. They're brilliant. These are amazing. This, this is this uh, is all with his mouth. If you're uh, home. yeah. Um. All right. Uh, um. The. <laughs> The truth is with this is there's actually this there is no there's nothing to this. And <laughs> there is. It's I difficult. got away with murder. What I used to do is come on and say, "Hello, I'm a murderer. I'd like to do some murders for you now." Is what I used yeah. to say. That went surprisingly well in <laughs> 1989. And then I'd do this. And this is the first murder is a Walther PPK nine mm automatic pistol with silencer. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> and it, it still kills. It's got that it's to good back we on. can do this for 30 minutes. Like for, well, well, I used to get 20 minutes out of it. And then, this, this, only I could get half an hour. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and, and it used to end with a thing where I had a... I used to throw things into a propeller. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, and um, animals. And then everyone would get really upset. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's that old very old classic clash where people they don't mind the idea of killing people but if you put a I used to put a clanger in a microwave and oh times have changed that used to get booing <laughs> None of he's too young to know what a clanger is. Do you know what the clangers are? No. They were moon people. Moon well done. People. Well done, Nirvana baby. <laughs> 58. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, but, uh, when I, when I once went to Germany to the Cologne Comedy Festival, which immediately disproves the there are no Germans don't laugh thing. And, uh, and I did that and I got to the end. Because we could do that act in, in you know, because it's visual, really. And, well... Sound <laughs> <laughs> and vision. There is some vision involved. There's some vision involved. Well, and um, and at the end, I, I did the animals bit, and they all like they all went crazy. And I went, <laughs> and I went, I went. Hang on a minute. Normally in Britain, this uh, people complain about this. Hmm. I said, and I said this. I said, seems to me, uh, you Germans seem to want to kill everything. <laughs> <laughs> and the bloke, <laughs> and the bloke at the back went. Careful! <laughs> Have you seen the film Dead Snow? I watched it the other no, day. Have you seen that? No, oh, God, no. you've got to watch that. You'll love that film. We should do it at a version ourselves. Is it's it? like a zombie Nazi film. It's fucking amazing. Really? You've got to watch it. You've got to watch so it. The zombies got like... <laughs> <laughs> with a German they, accent. They walk slowly, but they're... Brains! Brains! <laughs> <laughs> It's really, it's you know, it's it's kind of rubbish, but it's so good just to have zombies and Nazis combined. That is enough. And who, who, what? So you were it's, rooting for the zombies or the Nazis? Well, There's a moral dilemma. No, but 
they are the zombies are because the Nazis the zombies want to kill everyone yeah. whereas the, you know the Nazis no the Nazis are, it's in, it, they're Nazi zombies they're both together so it's not wow. Nazis versus zombies that's a fucking good film let's do Nazis versus <laughs> zombies that would be fantastic the zom- be. zombie Jews coming and getting <laughs> the Nazis come on let's do it let's do it I could see no problem with that it's not look as long as the Jews sure. win that's alright the Jews would win Nirvana Obviously. baby doesn't know what we're talking about <laughs> You've got to watch it. You'll love it. And you I'm should be sure. in it. The kind of yeah, command- you'd be the commandment commander, but yeah. he's all facing. He's got his hat on. Mm. He's good. Oh, scary. I love all that. Nazi zombies. They're against some, you know, they're against some modern Germans. That's what it's. What? Some, they're all kind of skiing and stuff, and then they, they come and take them out. It's good. Wow. Pull their brains apart and stuff. It's very good. Well, is this on Dead general snow. release? It is, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I just Are you sure? <laughs> I don't think I imagined it. It's the it. last Monday in Edinburgh. You might just be imagining this thing. <laughs> I might be. It's terrible that yeah, I'm at the great... I definitely saw this film. It's like... <laughs> it's terrible that the greatest arts festival in the world and I was sat at home watching <laughs> Dead Snow <laughs> instead of going out and seeing anything. But uh, I'm quite proud of myself uh, for doing that. And so then the, you got... So you left uh, university, came into yeah. the real world, tried to copy yeah. me and Stu. We were the year above. <laughs> Uh, so I'll do the same no, thing. No, actually, I saw Stuart's act and thought, well, I'll be able to get away with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> if he can, I know, that's the thing you feel when you're 21, 22. You think, well, if he can do it, I can <laughs> fucking do that. I'm better than him. <laughs> so, which is what I was like then as well, I'm being yeah. honest. Well, it was all... In every sense. There's a kind of healthy uh, healthy competition no, between it was good. peers, it was re- perhaps. It was really exciting that there was a... that there were Because I, ne- I never imagined I'd ever be a comedian. It's sort of... Um, I still haven't... Well, I mean, a lot of people would obviously argue with this. (laughs) (laughs) Argue with me on principle here, but I didn't think this was a job. I didn't know it existed. You you know, there was Billy Connolly on the telly. You didn't didn't know how he'd become Billy Connolly on the telly. You thought, I don't know, maybe the BBC had gone and found him. <laughs> Excuse me, huh? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and and there was all you, that whole thing going on. Yeah. And it seemed like a it also seemed like a brilliant way of extending my student lifestyle. Well, well, it's worked it's worked quite well. <laughs> See, we are still yeah. fucking here. <laughs> uh, still, <laughs> still <laughs> doing it. So, but it was when we were at the university together, yeah. and there was Armando Yanucci and Dave Schneider yeah. and Ben Moore and Emma yeah. Candy Stuart Lee. Yeah, it was and amazing. So there was a kind of there was an amazing group of comedians yeah, coming really through. So they were, we were very lucky timing. And you know, if yeah. I'd gone to UEA, fuck <laughs> <laughs> knows what would have happened. And who knows? It is an amazing thing. And then, so how did the, how the you met? You started touring with Harry Hill. Well, right? Harry Hill and I met. Uh, w- w- um, you used to write on Weekending, didn't you? Yes. The BBC used to have this weekly satire show called Weekending. Uh, it's a punning title, I mean, and it, it's gone for nothing. <laughs> Again. And, <laughs> but they had this brilliant thing, didn't they? The non non commissioned writers meeting. So basically, you could you could it was like this. There'd be a there'd be a room, and you'd come into it, and the producer would sit and sit there and say, "Who's got what on Boris Yeltsin this week?" And you could just pitch, and and you could come in off the street yeah. and pitch. It was amazing. And then if you got enough commissions they'd, they'd commission you and make you a commission writer who had a meeting an hour later at which all the stories got stolen but um, <laughs> it, 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 that was amazing and uh, yeah. I did that and I met Harry doing that I also remember once when Armando was producing it suddenly the writer's room was packed because he was like the word on the street was how clever he was, was and uh, as this bloke came in do you remember the f- I don't know if I should say his name I don't say his name just right. in case there's a bloke who came in and uh some of the people who came in for the non-coms meeting were a bit trampy, if you're yes. honest. Because you could come in and there was coffee. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it sort of felt groovy, you know, like, I'm a writer. And uh, this bloke came in and stood behind Armando 
And only me and her friend Simon saw this. No one else saw this because they're all looking at Amanda like this. They're all looking at <laughs> you like that, like focused completely. And the bloke came in behind him, the door slammed behind him, his trousers fell down, and we all saw his cock. <laughs> <laughs> only two of us. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, <laughs> 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 it was probably the funniest thing he did uh, while yeah. he was there, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was, but it was kind of an amazing environment where that would happen. I do remember that story. I kind of feel like I remembered being there. but Maybe I think, you I were there. I, I don't know. know if I was, though, I actually. Don't I, don't think, I don't think I was. I've just heard the story. But yeah, I, know, I, know, I can remember the guy, but it was just... I mean, that's what comedy's sort of like. It's this mixture of people kind of with lots of ambition burning. I mean, the best and the worst people who do comedy are kind of very similar. and hard. They, they have kind of just complete belief well, he, in themselves. Well, this same guy used to say... Um, uh, uh, he'd, he'd stay after the long, and there were these huge broken typewriters you had to try and bang your stuff out yeah. on. Um, typewriters. Nirvana typewriters? babies. <laughs> you ever seen one of them? Mu- maybe no. in the museum you've seen one? Never no. mind. Uh, uh, point <laughs> is. <laughs> hey, good. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> Basically, I'm here all year. The... Um, <laughs> The, uh, then he, this guy would go. I'm going to sleep in here tonight. Douglas Adams used to sleep in the writers' room, and he was writing uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He go, yeah, and he was a brilliant writer. <laughs> that isn't how he became that, brilliant. He, yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide isn't good because he slept in the writers' room. It's good because he did a good job on it. You know. Yeah, it was hard. I hated weekending. We did mean to do it for about a year, and it was, it was like very top. You know, it's very. Quick fire topical sketches, all kind of very formulaic, unless you're lucky and say, Ah, ah, (laughs) foreign minister, you wish to see me now. That's what John Major would always say at the start of any John Major sketch, so you knew who was in the room with him. They'd all start like that. Yeah. You, you, uh, (laughs) ah, Mr. Yeltsin, nice to see you again. Yes, it is nice to see you. Fucking rubbish. And, and that's how we got our start. <laughs> it was. But we were lucky again that there was, you know, producers like Armando did it for, for a while and uh, Harry Thompson, yeah. the, the late, great Harry Thompson, who was, uh, who d- would try to do something a bit different with it. Mm. So you were lucky when you got that. But I remember I hated it so much about, I've been doing <laughs> it for a year and at one, you'd be going, we were commissioned, we were, me and Steve got this thing where we had to be the writer. We got paid like £5,000 a year yeah. to be the writers there. And to just write whenever they wanted us to yeah. write, and it was kind of seemed incredible that we were getting paid for that. But it was, not, you know, we had to get. But I, I was so upset about doing weekending. There were like paper crates that kept all the newspapers in to go to recycling or whatever. Mm. At the time, I took all the newspapers out and got in the paper crates and put one of the paper crates on top of the other one and hid inside some crates <laughs> instead of instead, instead of writing. And wouldn't come out. I said, I'm not coming out. <laughs> I mean, I think I was very close to actually. I mean, I, I was. I still was aware that what I was doing was ridiculous and funny. But I was like one step mm. away from actually starting to live inside a paper crate. <laughs> and then someone would come in 20 years ago, Richard Herring used to... Oh, yeah. Uh, died inside paper crates. He died in, that, in that one. He died in that one. <laughs> Not the other one. That, that's fine. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, you met and Harry doing Harry, that. And Harry came in one day, and it was the week of Leaves on the Line. You know, the iconic British <laughs> Rail cock-up Leaves on the Line story that people still make jokes about now, like fathers-in-law make jokes about now. Oh, leaves on the line. Oh, fuck off. That's t- that was 20 years ago, you unimaginative prick. And, uh, and uh, he came in. He said, what about um, uh, a story about a huge conker that's rolled across the front of a tunnel? All oh, right, you're different to everyone else, aren't you? <laughs> and then we, we kind of hit it off, and then we did this... I, he used to have me in his Edinburgh shows, so I'd do my shows, and then he'd, he, I'd do voices and stuff and a little bit of acting in his thing, which is where the big brother Alan in the wig came from in the end. And, uh, but we had this band, a pub band, mm-hmm. and I was doing another, I'd tried another character that didn't work. 
which was a sort of uh, quite, uh, which was like a, co a rubbish comedian, which is kind of a thing sometimes when you can't think of what to do jokes about, you do jokes about jokes. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what it was, and it didn't work. And we got to Edinburgh, and I was supposed to compare the whole show with this thing that didn't work. And yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we had the band at the end, the pub band, which was me and Harry and uh, little Matt Bradstock. I can call him that because he's little. He's, he's five foot. He's short. He's We're allowed short. to say that. Yeah. Um, uh, and the band on the end, and then we had a film and then Harry and then they did a dancey thing. And we had no way of linking the show together. So the first night, literally, like back there. I said, how about I be a pub landlord? How about we say the, the, bloke, the bloke who runs, the, the compare's not turned up, the bloke who runs it is going to step in and introduce the show. What do you say? And Harry's like, you know, and this is back when <laughs> 40 minutes was a really big deal as well. He's yeah. like, oh, God, yeah, all right, whatever. Get, who cares? And I went on and did it and stepped on stage and it came, it, it came out right. like that. It was really, really peculiar. And I yeah. came off and, and, and it was getting laughed straight away. And I'd never done it before, never even thought about it before. Yeah. And then we went on a great big tour, and by the end of the tour, I had an act off the off the tour. It's um, uh, really that's why he hasn't got a name. Yeah, that's why the pub hasn't got a name. <laughs> that's why I don't really know what the act is even. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, because I re I'll read a review which goes, you know, it was a, it's a little England a portrait, and I think well, it isn't. It, 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 there's that in there, but there's other yeah. things in there. You know, it, it, it's not. He's actually just supposed to be a great big fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It's a success. It's a success. Isn't it's it? a success. <laughs> I've had to dig deep. <laughs> and of course, we worked together, Al, on with a sitcom about that very yeah, character yeah, who yeah. did have. In the end, his pub did have a name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't. But I, I'm now. Um, when people ask me where the because because we've written a book since, which has a lot of different continuity in it to the yeah. sitcom. Um, I <laughs> um, we because I I don't believe in a backstory for the pub landlord. Really, yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, uh, when you're in a situation yourself, you're not thinking, Well, my father was from the Russian steppes, <laughs> and his father, you know, you don't think about your backstory when you're reacting or dealing with a situation ever. It's, it's nonsense. So, um, why the way I look at time gents now <laughs> is that it's like a hallucination of Pub Landlord had the, <laughs> the whole thing, and he, 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 he hold it's all it's a whole misremembered year of his life, right? Right. And so if, he, if some of it is considered, like, because we, we ended up on the chat show with a dog called Ramrod, not called Gary. I don't know why. We just thought Ramrod was a funny name for a stuffed dog. And <laughs> it clashes completely with what's in the sitcom, but yeah. it, who cares? I don't think anyone cares. I don't know. I know. I, no one cares. Don't Look at the <laughs> no. They're not even interested <laughs> on any level. It's very strong. It was, a, it was an amazing couple of years. We were, and oh. I, I was, well, we did 37 episodes of Time General, Please, uh, largely... Well, we got like 10 episodes. I remember we got 10 episodes, extra episodes in the first series when the series was up and running. So I was literally writing an episode a week for, it, it, those, it, for those last... It, those you last were um, uh, <laughs> amazing, mind-bogglingly amazing. Yeah, and at the time, you were trying to conduct a, uh, a great big love affair with Julie Sawala. I was, who, yeah. Who, 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 who's a handful. So she was a handful. <laughs> she was <laughs> the you trying to deal with her and write a sitcom. <laughs> I could put it there, man. <laughs> <laughs> with He's this, a she machine. Was <laughs> no, you were. Well, it was it kind of nearly. I mean, it kind of did break me a bit in the end. The second series was a lot easier because we had a bit of help, and also it was a short series, mm. and we were a bit better prepared. Mm. But that first series, but it was insane because we were both getting paid very well for that. Yeah. And you know, you write an episode of a TV show, you get paid quite a lot of money for the episode. I was writing an episode every week, so that became. Mm. 
that fee became my weekly wage, which is I know that you, is you, insane. You start, so, yeah, it's I like, mean, yeah. not quite footballers, but no, but it was pretty weird, wasn't it? Given that we, you know, me and Stuart worked together for ten, for fifteen years, and by the end of the fifteen years, we'd sort of broken even, so we'd kind of lost loads of money, <laughs> and then we'd got a bit of money, and you know, up the ups yeah. and downs, when we basically had zero, yeah, and so it was very weird to kind of then do a job for two years that, that you know made me some money, uh, which is very it was nice, but it was very hard work. And it was great fun though, wasn't it? It, it was kind of insane. They were nuts. All those actors were just, I mean, for <laughs> Phil Daniels. And I mean, they used to have they, they I mean, were big Phil. drinkers, weren't they? Yeah. They were all oh, big drinkers. They, who was that? They had a fight and they went, they fought each other down. When they got, there, was, um, there was all these parties all the time. I can't remember. Two, I of, just can't two of them, and one, one of them was a woman and one of them was a man. I th- I've got a pretty good idea who the two were. I'm pretty sure one of them was Phil Daniels. But they had a fight and fell down. They fought each other down some stairs. Was it? And, and uh, was it, it wasn't Jeanette, was it? I, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. It was but very, it was, very peculiar. And yesterday, someone, uh, Margaret Cable Smith yesterday said to me, Oh, I came to one of the recordings of those. Yeah. She says it was one where there was a big setup where Phil Daniels had to go. And I thought, mm, <laughs> I've no idea. No. I don't, I've no recollection of that episode at all. No, it's weird. Which, is, which I feel quite bad about. <laughs> I think really it's, it was in such a blur. I, I've seen ones and gone, oh, I don't remember this episode. And then I'm in it at the end. And I go, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, they I, are the I less memorable episodes. <laughs> I just thought they must. Oh, this must have been one I was at home writing, and I didn't go and see this one recorded. And I'm fucking in the episode, <laughs> so you had no no memory of it. It's kind of incredible. So look, every day we go, well, time's running out. Oh, I'll ask you the question. I better ask you the question that I ask everyone, just right. because that gets uh, done. Uh, I'm asking all of my guests this question: What would it take for you to fellate the actor Keith Allen? What would you need in return? <laughs> what would you need in return? He'd have to fellate me back. <laughs> <Is that it>? <laughs> <laughs> Would you trust him to do that though? With Keith no. Allen, you do. No. Well, you'd want him to do you first, and then you'd do him. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then I have the option would. of scarping. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, uh, I'm quite listless after said event. <laughs> <laughs> I'd need a getaway driver. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he could probably get you be falling asleep, and then it's just cock would be in your mouth anyway. That's what. That's what I imagine would happen. I'm asking I'm so all my. So glad you asked me this. I'm asking all my guests that question. I've asked Francesca Martinez. Is that any way to treat guests? <laughs> I mean, you know, basic <laughs> guest etiquette. Is, you know, <laughs> welcome to my home. I think what would a, you do? It's a question. It's a very revealing question. We've had different answers from everyone. It's been very. That's. Uh, I said there should be like a Top Gear league of yeah. of the best answers. That's a good one. I think that's definitely in the top three answers. Okay, no one okay. said that, so that's good. And it tests people's perspicacity. Hardly anyone's listened to the podcast, so. Uh, only, only Dan Tetzel was prepared for it. And every day I'm going back and looking at Edinburgh memory. If you've got a nice Edinburgh memory, have a think about it now or a funny one. Uh, and I've got, I'm going year by year. I've got enough pretty much to get through to the yeah. end of this thing. So I'm now up to 2005, I think. I think it is. Yeah, 2005 when I did Someone Likes Yogurt. Yeah. Which was, I just. Worst show on the fringe. It was the worst, not just on the fringe. Ever. Daily Telegraph, worst comedy experience of 2005. <laughs> so he, he didn't even review it. He came to see it in Edinburgh. Didn't review it. Dominic Cavendish of the Telegraph. Yeah. Let him mould that over the whole year. And it come Christmas, thought, what was the worst, not just show I've seen, worst joke, the worst comedy experience, including jokes told in pubs, including, <laughs> including balls of steel that came out that year. Uh, titty, ba- titty Bang Bang was out that year. Uh, that was God, the was, worst. Worst to him. I, I actually think it's one of my better shows. But there we go. It did. It was deliberately divisive, and there were a couple of shows where it was. There was one where I remember just, and it, maybe this is the one he's at. And you, could, you always have this every Edinburgh, mm. and it, increasingly less so. But there's one show where you where just go curdles. You go yeah. on, and just everyone just stares at you, and just nothing happens. And you, 
you can feel the kind of cold sweat and you're doing stuff and the jokes that usually get laughs aren't getting anything and then once that's established it's very hard to get out of the yeah. you know once people have thought oh no I'm in something that's shit <laughs> They just sit there and they don't, nothing happens. They won't go. So yeah, uh, look at him. Yeah, <laughs> he's regretting coming here. The other thing, I mean, <laughs> interesting. You can have a whole room do that, but sometimes if one person's doing it, yeah, in a room that's otherwise enjoying themselves, you yeah. just you end up. Uh, absolutely, I had that last. I had that last you're night. Going like, you're, going, you're doing your shtick, yeah. and it's just when are you? Gonna <laughs> <laughs> fucking laugh. <laughs> I had it last night. Front row was the people on the front row. Everyone, really good show last night with What Is Love Anyway. And on the front row, two women just and looking at their watches and a man falling asleep next to them and everyone else really enjoying it. Oh. Uh, but it's as long as everyone else is enjoying it. But my, the, the memory from it, I mean, it was, I started doing stand-up again. I'd gone back to stand-up, which had been a massive thing for me because I decided I hated doing stand-up when I first did it. And I decided I could only work with other people. And I'd gone around the country and I just thought I'd just do what I want to do, what I think's funny. So I ended up doing these four very long routines, one of which was about buying yogurt mm. from uh, some nine yogurts. I remember and, it. And the woman saying someone likes yogurt and then me mm. getting angry about that presumption that I didn't necessarily like it. I was just storing it in my fridge for when I would need, yeah, yeah. need to eat it. So that could, that, and as I said, that, I did, once did that routine and made it last an hour. Uh, <laughs> and so I can understand if you've seen that one, that was the worst comedy experience because that was deliberately kind of stressing things. But there was another routine in that show which is about how the lyrics to a song are very important, right? Mm. That, that people think the tune's the most thing. But I said, you know, this, this song, come on over to my place, come on, we're having a party. I said, that if, that, if the lyrics had been, come on over to my place, come on, we're fucking a monkey, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been a successful a, that a song. Is, that is a different yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. And so I did this big it thing. Is a different, it's a different song. It is. Yeah. I did this big thing about how that would be and, uh, and also, and then there was a bit in it about whether it was possible to have consensual sense, sex with a monkey. Okay, so it's quite a long, quite a long involved thing and saying I didn't think it was possible to have sex with an animal without it being rape. It has to be rape because an animal can't consent. Even but it can't not consent. Even though, that's true. If we're speaking <laughs> philosophically well, here, exactly. an animal having no consci consciousness, strictly yeah. speaking, or a moral uh, uh, compass inside it, you know, yeah. You can do what you want with an animal. Well, it's an interesting debate to be had. <laughs> I did, I did suggest maybe those monk, some monkeys. Oh, eating them's fine. <laughs> but fucking them's weird. <laughs> I did suggest that there, there are some monkeys who can do, uh, who can do sign language, right? So they yeah. might be able to say, but I don't. Think there is sign language for I want to be fucked. It had a party by a small no, short so middle some segment. The monkey <laughs> that thinking yeah. it's asking for banana. You're in the clear. <laughs> But anyway, at the end of that <laughs> quite protracted discussion about this, a woman got up and started walking out. And usually this happened in the next routine, which was about the Pope and me talking about the Pope being, mm. I don't know, whatever it was about, but about probably about him being a paedophile or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, standard, uh, it's having, having a go at the Pope. But so she walked out and I said, oh, what, what's wrong? She said, she said to me, I do not think that rape is a fit subject for comedy. And I said, oh, but monkey rape is though, isn't it? That is... <laughs> <laughs> It's not worst, rape. Worst it's comedy experience rape. 2005. <laughs> he obviously wasn't in that one. So that was. Have you got a favourite memory from Edinburgh? Yes. Uh, my uh, 1999 was the last time I did the full, a full festival from start to finish. I was doing two shows a night. And on the last Monday, my eldest daughter was born. Oh. Here in Edinburgh. Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah. Can't uh, believe that's 12 years ago. Yeah, it's 12 years ago. T uh, birthday's tomorrow. 12 years ago oh. tomorrow, yeah. So you've got a little Scottish baby. I've got a little She's Scottish baby. So yeah. she shouts <laughs> at me, throws things. <laughs> <laughs> calls me a Sassanac cunt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you do your show that night or did you? No, did you I went and got away? slaughtered and then um, someone spiked my drinks and I ended up like crawling into the hospital this morning, <laughs> throwing up in the hospital. <laughs> and uh, my then wife was not impressed with that. No, behavior. probably not. I but thought you were going to say you woke up in hospital and you were in one bed and your baby no, was no. in the next bed. <laughs> She's Australian <laughs> though. Yes. I mean, you know, she should have really. <laughs> I was being the gentleman coming in the next day. <laughs> Sick on her. <laughs> <laughs> and have you been to see uh, any uh, shows this year? I've seen. I saw Colin Holt's show the day before yesterday, which I, which I loved. Yeah. Um, Terry Alderton. He, he, um, I saw his show last week, and it, it was brilliant. Really, really excellent. Uh, what else have I seen? He kind of gets overlooked. Uh, overlooked a bit, Terry. Yeah, he does because cool Terry. Uh, Terry was. N- Terry was. Um, you know, absolutely mashed potato. Um, uh, you know, uh, impressions and yeah. not not doing what he's doing now. And he's obviously just decided, like you, you said you, I'm just going to do what makes me laugh. Yeah, and yeah. that's what he's decided to do. And his show is, is this year's show, it's brilliant. It's hilarious. Okay. And like surprising and odd. And uh, and also, you know, he's doing that thing of that's kind of in vogue at the moment where you talk about the material you're doing and what that material is and whether, yeah. it's, whether it's easy or difficult and all those sort of things. And he talks about that, but without making you feel like you ought to be keeping up with him in that sense, you know. Yeah. And he's do, he does this thing where he talks to himself and stops and suddenly starts talking to himself in two different voices. And it, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I, and I would say if you get the chance, we might have sold out, go and see it. Because he is overlooked because he was uncool. Yeah. I think it's, and he'll tell you that. Uh, uh, he's brilliant now. He does this thing where he lies on the floor and his feet talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> See, if that was Stuart Lee, that, was, that would oh, be yeah, avant-garde yeah. art. Ten stars out of five. <laughs> <laughs> They'd all be doing it. <laughs> and so also, before I'm going to get uh, stand up on in a very in a little short time, but your great-great-granddad... Three great-great-great-great-great-granddad three three great, 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 great is, is William Ringpiece Thackeray. That's right, yeah. Sorry, Makepeace Thackeray. It's my little uh, his, his literary joke strong. there that was went over people's heads. Very strong. Uh, <laughs> William Makepeace Thackeray. Have you got yeah. an unusual middle name, Al? Have you got a... No. Makepeace? No. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> what's it like being related to William Makepeace Ringpiece Thackeray? Um... <laughs> I had well, to do what it leads to, to is sort of tedious, tedious uh, banter about it. Yeah. <laughs> do Gen- a lot of people do the, the ring piece joke? No, a lot no of one's done it yet, but, no. <laughs> but that now means it's been done. <laughs> and there's no need for it ever to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, uh, yeah, he was my, he's my, he's my, I mean, it means, it means nothing. Um, it's, uh, he was, he's my great, great, great grandfather. And we, uh, I had a great aunt who died the year before last, age 100, whose grandmother was his daughter, and she could tell you stories that her grandmother had told her about the printer's boy coming around to collect the copy. Because mm-hmm. uh, he used to do cartoons until he gave up, because he realised he wasn't very good at them. <laughs> and uh, 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 and she, the, bo- the printer's boy would come around and go, Mr. Fact, have you got them uh, <laughs> cartoons yet? And, and that, that was very, that was a peculiar thing to have in, in my family. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's an odd, it's a, cu- it's a conversation topic rather yeah. than like a thing <laughs> having a conversation though, yeah exactly yeah uh, and it, it's not it's going for nothing but do you think he do you think he had this some kind of satirical gene in your makeup oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> that's the question they i mean they ask you that on radio four yeah. and you think this is the intelligent radio station uh, fuck off so you're 
but one, how many, be one sort of 64th of you is yeah, him. Exactly. That's him so yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But that still could be the statistic. No. That could be the statistic. <laughs> there could be a little gene. We could analyse your genes no, no, the and find the satirical gene. And then we could inject no! that. We could inject. <laughs> into a monkey and then <laughs> rape it. <laughs> We could inject into Andy Parsons and see if... Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> Sorry, he looks, he looks like a monkey. <laughs> anyway, on that bombshell, it's time to introduce uh, our five-minute stand-up act. Uh, will you please welcome... Uh, he's been around for ages and he's a fantastic, incredible comedian. Will you please welcome Martin Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Here he comes. Hello everybody, how you doing? Are you having a good festival? It's good today, isn't it? Yeah, I'm having a good festival. My tip for the festival is go and see the Lady Boys of Bangkok. It's a fantastic show. I was lucky enough to see their first show at this Friends this year. And I also got to go to a party with them. I'm not boasting, but I picked up one of the Lady Boys and went back to my flat. Waste of time, got there. She was just a fucking woman. That was rubbish. <laughs> What's the fucking point if there's no cock, mate? You want cock, don't you? You clearly want cock. <laughs> yeah. I, the thing annoying me at the festival is the people giving out flyers. You've all had that. You get loads of flyers given to you all the time. That's been annoying me a little bit. Had a revenge for all the people that don't like being given flyers. I was up there in the Royal Mile. had my mate with me, Big Dave. There were some English drama students giving out flyers. And to promote their show, they had a boy, one of their cast, locked up in a dog crate. And he was going, let me out, let me out. And they were going, oh, come and see our show, have a flyer. Me and Big Dave picked them up and carried him away. <laughs> Nobody said a word. Do you know up there on the Royal Mile, it's a rapist's fantasy. <laughs> that man over there, you'd love it, mate. You've got rapey eyes on you. You'd love it. You could get a woman in a headlock, drag her away screaming, as long as you've got a fistful of flyers. Nobody's going to say a word. Why is that woman screaming? It's just a show. She looks, she looks like she's pissed herself. Yeah, she's a great actress. It's no bother. No bother. Yeah, nothing bad happened to that boy, if you're worried. Nothing bad happened to the boy in the dog crate. We took him for a joke. We left him somewhere friendly where he'll get found. It was outside a gay club. Somebody will definitely find him. <laughs> they were having an S&M night. They'll pick the lock. He'll be out of there. No bother. It'll be good. Good. So, so yeah, it's good being up here. Who's English? Give us a cheer. Hey. Are you all worried? Are you worried about the riots? Are you worried about the riots? Have you had riots where you live? I, I'm from Northern Ireland. I can tell you English people do not worry about the riots. After a little while, you'll get used to them. <laughs> Give it 35 years, you'll barely fucking notice that happening. Are you, have you been to the English people? Have you been welcomed here by the Scots? Yeah, because yeah, the Scots can be racist towards the English. Same as us, the Irish. We can be a bit racist towards the English. So we've got good fucking reason to be. Yeah. I had a friend at school. He was at school with me, and he was only ever known as the English bastard. <laughs> All the way through school, if you were picking a football team, you go, I'll have Clive, oh, I'll have the English bastard. The thing was, this fella wasn't English. His family had had a long weekend in Blackpool. <laughs> and all the riots, of course, are happening. And I've actually been in an English riot. Now, I was in Birmingham. And do you know, give me a cheer if you know these characters. The English Defence League. Everybody, does anybody not know who they are? Do you know who they are, sir? 
English Defence League. I was in Birmingham. The English Defence League were having one of their riots there. Well, they call it a rally, but it was a fucking riot. Now, if you don't know what they look like, the English Defence League, they basically are all big, hard guys. They look a little bit like football hooligans, the kind of guys you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley, big, hard-looking fellas. Now, they were there. They were on one side. On the other side were the anti-racist protesters, and they, they look a little bit like primary school teachers, lots of ponytails. They're there. They look a bit like primary school teachers. And then there was a gang of Muslim lads, and they were protesting as well, and they look basically like Muslim guys. Can you picture that? Yeah, you can. So there, the thing with them all there, football hooligans, primary school teachers, the Muslim guys, I looked like all three of them. <laughs> Anybody that's listened to this on the podcast at home, picture what you think I look like, and then Google me. Now, the way it was working out, the way it was working on there, what was happening was the, uh, the, uh, the anti-racist guys, because it was in Birmingham, they'd got a good chant. They were going like this. They were going, Nazi scum out of Brom. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? And the English Defence League guys, they had got it sorted out. They had their chant to go back. They were going, Nazi scum out of Brom. The English Defence League, they were going, England! <laughs> Muslim guys were saying, fuck all. They were just waiting to get stuck in. So they're there. They were there. Now, this is the thing I think about the English. I don't think that you are really passionate enough to have a good riot. I don't think you are passionate because I think you let things just, you let things wash over you a bit because this is what happened was, I was there at the riot. I was watching. Now, here's some advice. If you're at a riot, what you do, this is growing up in Northern Ireland has taught me this. What you do is you find an old lady to stand behind. So I was standing behind the old lady. This is what happened was, the English Defence League, they all charged in, and the anti-racists, well, they all charged in, and the Muslim guys all charged in, and there was a proper big fight happening. A proper big set to. And then the police went in, and they separated them out, and as they dragged them apart, there was an English guy sitting on a park bench, eating a sandwich. Just not passionate enough. Is that my time up already? God, it is. So that's the end of my little bit. I've got to go now because uh, luckily I'm getting to go off and suck off Keith Allen. <laughs> Thanks very much. Maybe see you again. Good luck. My more, ladies and gentlemen, he's on the call of the Golden Frog at 810 at Stand 2. All the best stuff is at the stand. Where are you on, Al? Uh, assembly at George yeah. Square Spiegel yeah. Tent. No good. They're the best stuff. Say, what time are you on? Four o'clock. Uh, four o'clock, and then ten thirty Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow, double bubble, good. Right, we're gonna do the. Uh, we're gonna do the um, double bubble. bubble. Do the. Uh, so not what yeah. you're like. <laughs> <laughs> double bubble. Two God, bubbles. Say pucker. Go Puck, on. Pucker. It's pucker. <laughs> do you do hear the lack of belief yeah. in that pucker then? Say pucker again. Go pucker. On. <laughs> do that one where you shoot a bow and arrow. That right. one that goes. Al <laughs> Murray, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now it's time for the competition. It Al was a living. Al Murray. That's Al Murray. Uh, we, we do a, we're going to make some statements that are true or false. You have to decide. We'll whittle you down. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. But you have to stand up first so we can make you sit down if you get it wrong. Uh, one of you will win all these amazing prizes. Don't forget. Uh, so the first statement of true or false today is Kenneth Kendall, the newsreader and host of Treasure Hunt was a blue uh, ice skating at Oxford. He got a blue in ice skating, figure dancing, ice skating at Oxford. Is that true or false? True, if you put your hands on your head, sorry, and then false, put your hands on your bottom. Uh, that's the how. So if you think it's true, put your hands on your head. If you think it's false, put your hands on your bottom. That 
ears fox. Uh, I do. Obviously. Yeah, there's no such thing as ice skating no. blues. No. Don't they even know what it's like in Oxford? They idiots. don't know. <laughs> we obviously didn't witter on about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a statement, Al? Uh, Kendall, Kendall about, about anything you like. Today. About anything I well, like. It could be about Stu or anyone right. in Edinburgh. Okay. <laughs> I can't like do you. one about Stu because the first one that came into my head involved warts. <laughs> the, I've, I've already done that. I've done that, all right, okay. <laughs> uh, true or false? Um, I went to school with England rugby international Martin Bayfield. Mm, true or false? Hands on your head if it's true, hands on your bottom if it's false. And the girls are split here at the front. They, they, play, they play the long game, these two girls at the front. It's true. It is true. Oh, Katie goes out again. Plays uh, Hagrid. He does he, Hagrid's he body. Does, and he plays... He he's eight foot tall. He was in Time Gentleman Police as well. That's right, yeah, that's big, what big, I thought big, of big him. Big man, yeah. yes. He um, Hagrid's body. On that subject, uh, the uh, the Peter Sutcliffe lookalike... Um, what's, his, what's his name? Um, the Peter Sutcliffe plagiarist comedian... Uh, what's his name? Jack Whitehall. Is he a plagiarist? And, no, it's Stu. Stu oh, right, okay, right, right. Uh, and, and it's the same as Hitler Moustache. He's doing, uh, he's doing Peter Sutcliffe's beard this yeah, year. Have no, you seen this poster? He's nicked my idea. Um, he, um, that's not the true or false, because that isn't true. That is false. He, has, um, he went to school with Pippa Middleton, the, uh, with the, uh, the girl with the nice bottom. Is that true or false? True or false? That is, as far as I remember, true. Uh, I may be wrong, but it, that my decision is final. <laughs> Have you got another one? <laughs> uh, true or false? The Mark 9 Spitfire was re-engineered with a supercharged engine in direct response to the arrival of the Focke-Wulf FW190 <laughs> over the coasts of France in March 1941. True yeah, or false? True or false? <laughs> That's good. Split them. It was April. It's false. <laughs> <laughs> so it's false. Sit down if you said true. That's very good. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I have to think about to sketch. Let me think about Al Murray at college and see if I can think of anything. I don't think I can. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Chris Cooper, who uh, runs the desk here and is the voice you hear at the beginning of the podcast, an amazing man, was once propositioned by Leonard Bernstein. Is that true or false? <laughs> <laughs> Some people go straight for false, and they have ob they've obviously seen Chris, and it's hard to believe anyone would proposition him. If you go look at him in his little cave over there on your way out, it is uh, according to him, it's true. So uh, sit down. I believe that he yeah. was a goat, Bernstein. Yeah, there you go. Chris is uh, confirming. There he is. Look at that. Imagine him being—he was a very attractive man when he was. Yeah, you were very attractive when you were young. <laughs> <laughs> have you got another one, Al? Uh, I'll do another one. Chris Cooper, who uh, is the guy here. <laughs> When he was a younger man, was once propositioned by the uh, jazz singer George Melly. Is that true or false? Is everyone going for false? Anyone want to change? Is anyone who's in it? Are you still in the back? No, that's Martin. That is uh, that is true, unfortunately. But everyone's gone for false, so you have to stay standing. There'll be another. I was I was trying to get. Did anyone did anyone say true? Did you say you said false as well? So someone over there. Another one, Al. Have you got another? Amazing uh, fact. You've got loads of questions in your show that should be easy. Uh, yeah, but I don't know, fucking know any of them. I don't want a clipboard. You know, that was the whole point. Um, didn't have to memorise a show. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's hard, isn't it? It's it hard is when hard. When All of a sudden, it's hard. Uh, true or false? Yeah. Um, when Richard Herring was appearing in the Oxford Review in 1988, Keith Allen came to the show... 
and heckled. True or false? Well done, Al. That's got rid of a couple of them. It's true. It is true. And if you'd listened to the podcast, you would know that's the whole genesis of the whole Keith Allen thing. Uh, so he so was doing, Rich was doing a sketch with Ben Moore where Ben was going to commit suicide yeah. and Keith Allen went, do it! <laughs> it's a brilliant. One of the greatest heckles I've ever heard. Yeah, well, Andy, he'd moved the mat as well, so yeah, that was that genius. was part of it. Uh, Stuart Lee once, when I was at university, uh, was drunk and attempted to unzip my trousers and take out my penis. Is that true? <laughs> Is that true or false? Some man going straight for true there. <laughs> Give uh, you a clue. <laughs> It is true. Uh, so sit down. We got rid of one. We got one more question. Whoever goes, I think there's right. only two in it still, right? So, so whoever goes for it, for, whoever goes for first, the other one has to go for the opposite thing. So, uh, have you got another? When one? Stuart Lee and I were flatmates, <laughs> I used to answer the door to the Jehovah's Witnesses and sign him up. <laughs> true or false? That man's gone for true. I, th- I, I didn't see who went first. He, he was first. So you've got to go. You've got to go for false, unfortunately. So it's true. It is true. So the winner is there. won that massive bundle, bundle of stuff I'd come and come and get it but there's prizes for the loser you can go to both the other shows as well sir if you can hand those back for that gentleman uh, and uh, who's been joining in nicely? I think you two ladies again can go. See, have you seen Stephen Carlin? Ne- uh, uh, Nirvana Baby. Nirvana Baby. You can go and see Raymond Meehan. So Simon Car- Stephen Carlin and Raymond Meehan work very well, worth seeing. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Tomorrow we have got Dave Fulton and uh, Steve Gribben uh, on the show. So it'll be fantastic to see if you want to come down to that. Uh, and uh, please give it up for uh, people are leaving in disgust. <laughs> it's just about to finish. You're going to rush into the toilet to get ahead of everyone else. Oh, I can't believe. <laughs> That's canny. She's like, I've noticed it's ending. I'm going to go to the toilet. Now there's another five minutes where we do the really funny shit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take you right, right to, let's take right to the edge now. Right? She's <laughs> yeah, going right up to the edge past <laughs> monkey rape. <laughs> <laughs> Please give it up for my amazing guest, Al Murray, ladies and gentlemen. Martin Moore. We're back tomorrow. Come and see me. What is love anyway at the Cow Barn at 8.50. Uh, you've been terrific. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.